Broadcasting around the world on International Shortwave and on the Radio Disclosure Radio Network. I bid you good evening, good morning, wherever you may be here in the universe. I'm Matt Aaron, and tonight we're going to dive into the spiritual realm, the soul. What is it? What is all of that, I guess, would be the question. My guest tonight, Sheila Seppi. Welcome to the program. And my understanding is, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself, because I looked at your content, and I have no idea what category to put you in. There's, (laughs) There's so much information that... I was kind of gathering when I was looking at your stuff, and I went, okay, where do I start? So I think a better way to say that or a better way to handle that is to literally just ask you, introduce yourself, tell the audience who you are. Sure. Uh, My name is Sheila Seppi, and I live in Leadville, Colorado. And at the age of 38 years old, I became a soul exchange walk-in. And a soul exchange walk-in literally is when one soul changes places with another soul. Now, the way that this happened for me is starting in my 20s, I started having an entire an array of all types of healing crisis, uh, different illnesses, autoimmune. By the time I was in my 30s, I had been diagnosed with the potential of having brain tumors. I had fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue. I was told that I had MS and would be in a wheelchair. By the time that I was in my 30s, um, I did walk with a cane periodically just because of all of the um, pain and things that was in my legs. And so um, what happened is I kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And finally, I had an oncologist from Duke University, and I was told that I had uh, bone cancer. And so that's a real eye-opener for someone like me, and I took it, um, you know, I guess as well as anybody could take that. And so I went through and did all the Western medicine things I was told to do. I kept feeling worse and worse. They decided they were going to go in and to remove my clavicle and replace it with hip bone. They told me that it would be six months of physical therapy. I'd have to learn to rewalk, et cetera. And when they got in there, all of a sudden everything was gone. But I continued to be sick. And I had all kinds of illnesses. It got me to the point that all I could do was just lay around on the couch some days and play with my three children from the couch. Now, at that time, I had a three-year-old, a six-year-old, and a 12-year-old. Oh, my. And I went to bed. Yeah, I went to bed a very, very sick person. And what seemed to be 7 o'clock the next morning, it felt as if someone reached down, grabbed me by the hair of my head, pulled me bolt upright in bed, 
And then it was like lightning, excuse me, it was like lightning ran through my body. And then I was in white space. And I don't know how long I was in white space, but I know that I felt very comfortable. I was very much at peace. And most importantly, I was out of pain. And then the next thing that I knew is my peripheral vision started slowly coming in. And as the peripheral vision came in slowly, I could see things. And everything seemed to be different in some way. And finally, that frontal vision came in. And as I sat there looking around the room, everything looked exactly the same as it did last night when I had gone to bed. But everything felt different. And as I got up and walked by the mirror that was on my bedroom wall, I just stopped. And I remember very clearly I was just like staring at myself, not like, you know, from a vanity point of view, but uh, staring at myself like, who the heck is this looking back at me? Because it's almost like I didn't recognize myself, and I was really mesmerized by, like, my hair and my skin and my teeth and my eyes, and uh, it was the weirdest sensation. And as the day went on, things continued to get weirder. As I walked around the house, it was like seeing everything for the first time. And as I stepped outside and the sun shone on my face, it was as if I was experiencing the sun for the first time, walking across the carpet for the first time. I would pick objects up and look at them and turn them over and place them back down. And, you know, this went on pretty much for the whole day. Um, What I did notice is that I felt great. And what I discovered was that all my illnesses had instantaneously gone away. When I went to the doctor, they could not find a trace of anything in the body. The migraines were gone. The fibromyalgia was gone. The chronic fatigue was gone. I no longer needed to walk with a cane. I no longer had the big knots in my legs. Obviously, as I said earlier, the cancer was gone, and they no longer thought that I had uh, the symptoms of MS. And so I was healed. They had absolutely no medical explanation for that whatsoever. They just said, well, this is wonderful. Maybe we were wrong to begin with. Maybe it was a miracle. We just don't know. But as the days went on, things kept getting a little more freaky because all of a sudden I started seeing people and there was no one there. I started hearing voices talk to me. And I started knowing things about people without even being told a thing about them. Now, now I know that this was the clear audience, the clear sentient, and all of these types of gifts that were coming in. However, at the time, I had no reference point. I did not even... I had never read a metaphysical book in my life. I had no interest in metaphysics at the time. I had never read anything about past lives, definitely not about walk-ins. But the crazy thing was I started remembering all these past lives, and I didn't believe in it. 
And I started remembering healing modalities and methods and ways to heal people, and I had never studied that before. And then I learned that those voices in my head were actually spirit guides that were talking to me and guiding me and basically mentoring me. And this went on for quite a while. And as time went on, one of the things I also began to notice is that I had very little memory of um, my children's birth uh, that are growing up. I had very little memory about my childhood. I did not recognize other family members. I knew my three children. I recognized my husband, who I left after three months. And I also knew my mom and dad and my sister, and I came in with immediate love for those six people. But my personality changed so drastically. Everything about me changed. Not only was I healed, but all of a sudden, I started eating differently. I started dressing differently. I started listening to different types of music. Everything about me changed, which obviously led me to leave the marriage after the three months because it was already dysfunctional. So things went on like this for um, that three-month period where I didn't know what was going on. And even after I left the marriage, I didn't know what was going on until I decided that um, I was going to take a new job and I moved to a state within three more months. So this is six months now that I had been a walk-in and did not know what was going on. I accepted this position, and while I was there scoping out the area, I picked up a telephone directory, and it opened to a section for spiritual counseling. Now, I definitely felt like I needed counseling because I had convinced myself by this time that I was having a psychotic break because I didn't believe in the things that I was experiencing, and I had such a limited belief system. So you mean and that so, hearing voices, seeing dead people or seeing spirits all of those things is is not normal is what you're saying that, it, that's that that's it not was, it, yeah okay it was not normal in my life and you have to realize i had a very very limited i, I was in a little box and i had never read anything metaphysical i didn't know anything about past lives and if someone had told me about past lives i would have laughed them out of the room and so i you know, all of a sudden my mind was being expanded to things that I did not believe in. And so when I went to this counselor, I told her that I thought I was having a psychotic break because I was hearing voices in my head and my background was psychology. So I knew that, hey, um, maybe the dysfunction of the marriage, maybe the illness, maybe all of this coupled together was what was causing these events to occur. And honestly, I went, because I was still in the Western medicine model, I went thinking that I could get her to write me a prescription, I could take a little pill, and everything would go back to normal. But it never did. And as I began to work with her, after a couple sessions, she told me that she thought I was a walk-in soul. Now, I had never heard the concept of walk-in soul and honestly did not believe anything she was telling me. But it resonated true for me. And the more that I worked with her, the more I began to accept that, yes, I was a walk-in. 
Now, during this same time, I had been back and visiting my family that live in Virginia and was told by my mom that she wanted to have a talk with me. And I'll be honest with you, I thought that she was going to tell me she had an illness or something like that. And when we sat down to communicate, she told me she wanted me to go see a doctor because of my memory loss. I couldn't remember family members, I couldn't remember friends, and she thought I had the beginning stages of Alzheimer's. And so I finally had to tell her that I was a walk-in. And the first thing she said to me was like, you mean I'm not your mom? I'm like, oh no, you're my mom, but just to a new and improved version. And so being a walk-in, if you had told me that I would be experiencing 22 years, everything that I have experienced at that time, I would not have believed it. Jeez. Well, we come back from the break. I think I've got more questions about this walk-in thing you keep saying. 1-833-880-9899. 1-833-880-9899. We'll be back. This is Radio Disclosure. Welcome back to Radio Disclosure, one 9899 Sheila Seppi is our guest. What an interesting story so far. Let me see if I could sum this up real quick. You go through a life experience where you're getting sicker and sicker, and then all of a sudden you go through this white light scenario. Next thing you know... You're seeing different entities, um, different life forces, etc. Think you're crazy there for a moment, and now you've come to the realization that you're not so crazy. Now that you realize you're not so crazy and you're starting to deal with the the new reality, the new veil that's been lifted... You now come to a realization that you're a walk-in. And, and I'm not so sure, for for most people, that almost sounds like demon possession. Um, <laughs> I mean, you laugh, but I mean, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is when, when I think about this yes. is demon possession. How is this different from something in that nature? How, what, what are we talking about? I know you have a book. We need to go ahead and talk about um, where they can get the book at, et cetera. But how does this relate to something like demon possession? Um, Because obviously you don't want any old just spirit walking in. That is correct. And I can assure you walk-ins are not demons. They're not disincarnate spirits. They actually have a contract with the soul, which I call the natal soul, that originally inhabited the body. And so when we come to this earth, we have a birth plan. 
And part of that birth plan sets forth is the things that we're going to accomplish in this lifetime, the different skills that we're going to obtain, being in service to other, those types of things. And so when these birth plans are being created, most of the time walk-ins have the agreement written into the birth plan. And even if it's not written into the birth plan, it's nothing like a hostile takeover. The soul that was in my body was weak, it was sick, it wanted to leave, it really wanted to just die. It didn't want to continue. And when the soul cried out to be released, I was in what's called a collective. And from this collective, it was decided that I would be the aspect that would come into the body. And what I have discovered since that original experience is when I sat bolt right up, and it felt like lightning was running through my body. That's when the new soul was coming in. And that propelling, uh, when I felt propelled, that was the old soul being exited. And for a long time, I was really concerned that, oh my gosh, what happened to the other soul? Or, you know, did I just take over this body? What happened? And in working with my guides, working with my spiritual teacher, I did come to understand about soul contracts and that this soul was ready to leave. And had I not inhabited the body, had I not stepped into the life of the person that um, the old soul was inhabiting, had I not stepped into that life, then the three children that I had would have been motherless. And so, yeah. And so I basically came in and assumed, even though it was a new soul, I stepped into a used car, so to speak. I stepped into a body that had all kinds of issues going on. Now, it took me approximately, I don't know, uh, some of the rewiring basically in the head with the thought processes, some of the damage that had been done from the illnesses took anywhere from a couple weeks to a couple months in order to really repair. The diseases were gone but then the repair work had to come about. And so it took quite a while for that to occur. And then it took longer, and I'm going to say years longer, in order for the behavioral patterns to change. And so my life is dedicated to being in service to others. I'm a spiritual teacher. I'm a healer. Um, you know, I've raised my children to be uh, very spiritual beings. And everything that I do in my life is in service to other people. I don't quite think a demon would come in and do that because typically those are lower vibrating entities that are only interested in service to self. And so walk-ins are not demons. They are not disincarnate souls. These are souls who have made an agreement with the original soul of the body to come in and to take over the life. And once I finished clearing up, once the children uh, that I had were raised, then I was able to really begin to implement my mission of being a true way shower to others. Interesting. So 
do you have memories of past lives? When I first came in, I had tons of memories of past lives. And what I very quickly, and when I'm saying quickly, this is within a couple of years, when I started remembering past lives, I began to realize that it was the cellular imprinting and the cellular memory of this body. The things that I basically remember are from the other side. Like I remember what it's like to be born. I remember what it's like for the soul to slip out. I remember what it's like to be on the other side. And I can tell people with assurance that there is nothing to fear in death. It is a beautiful process. The soul slips out of the body, basically shakes itself off, sometimes even like, oh, my gosh, what was I thinking? (sighs) I'm not going to do that again, (laughs) you know, because this is the dream right now. What we're experiencing, this is what I call the dream on the other side. That's where true life is. Interesting. So, okay. I'm trying to relate this to past lives and in, in, in different types. Mm-hmm. You said there's different types of walk-ins. Um, mm-hmm. Past lives are interesting to me. Um, I was I did some research on Edgar Casey. I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. the Walking oh, Prophet. Very. Uh, I got to actually go to Hopkinsville, Kentucky, uh, where his office was, and believe it or not, where his office was was a radio station that uh, mm-hmm. we were actually decommissioning and moving. And it none of his stuff was there, but you could tell that it used to be an old doctor's office the way mm-hmm. the place was laid out. Um. I I guess I'm trying to understand your perspective of spirituality here. I'm trying to understand that. I'm trying to I guess I want to say put it together and I and I don't want to say in a neat little bow because neat little bows never work. They're they're never they're never tied up perfectly. I think that's going to have to be something that we're going to have to hit up coming after the break. We're also going to talk about our book, where you can get it, where it's located online. Oh, wow. 1-833-880-9899 is the number if you want to join us. We'll be back. This is Radio Disclosure. Welcome back to Radio Disclosure. one 888 is the number. Sheila Seppi's our guest. And folks, the story that she's told, if you've missed it so far, been healed from all kinds of crazy stuff. The story she talks about, the walk-ins, all that. It's all in her book. Where can the, the listener find your content? Where, where is an easy location to where they can get to you and your information? 
Okay, so first off, the name of the book is Walk-In, Cosmology of the Soul, and it can be found on Amazon in paperback, uh, e-formats for Kindles, and it can also be purchased in format if people want to listen to it. Um, and so I'll give you several different websites. The easiest is my website, SheilaSepi.com, that's S-H-E-I-L-A. S-E-P-P-I dot com, and you can find information about the book, about walk-ins, about a lot of the different programs that I offer. For people that want to go straight to the walk-in information, I have another website called walkins.org, and that's W-A-L-K hyphen I-N-S dot org. So those are the two basic places that people can go to find my book. And I have to say that um, the question that we were talking about was spirituality. Having been on the other side and having memories, one of the reasons that I thought I was crazy is I was in a very religious mindset at the time that the walk-in occurred. And all of a sudden, I was opened up to so much information that it took years to be able to put it down on paper to even make sense to me. And I'm still, 22 years later, I'm still uncovering information. But one of the things that I found to be true is there is only one God. Some call that source, which I call source, Father, Mother, God, the divine one, all that is. And from this source, everything comes, okay? And my memories and my knowing is that from source, the first thing that happened was that sound, the ohm, and then the void was created. And this is where you find, like, all of the source field, pre-matter, and all the etheric uh, template energy of source, or uh, what they're now calling the God particles. But within that void, there's a variety of blueprints. And even our bodies have a blueprint. We have an etheric blueprint around our body. We call it the etheric double. And in that lies all of the information that makes us us. And in the void and in these creation blueprints is all of the information that created everything that's out there. And there's even a creation template for over souls or for the soul. And for the listeners, if you have a pencil and paper handy or a pen, if you just draw a little dot in the center and then you draw a ring around it and another ring around it and another ring, the ring and another ring, um, all of these represent various layers of what we call the oversoul. And the oversoul is what holds all of the information that makes you, you. It holds all the information from all past lives. And the reason I wanted you to draw all of those little rings is let's go to that outer ring and let's say in this first or that outer ring, if you draw one single little X, that little X represents you in this lifetime. But if you notice, that ring goes all the way around. And so when you drop 
your body, we I laugh and call it a meat suit because you're changing out and you're going to get a different one. This is how past lives happen. When you change and you decide that you're going to come back into another life, you could actually be another X on that little circle. And as a matter of fact, our souls are so big that you can be multiple X's at the same time on this circle. So you're and saying, one of these, now hold on, hold on. I, I have, to, I have mm-hmm. to stop you for a second. You're saying yeah. that I could be encountering my same soul at the same time in a different location right now. You could. Um, if you're on Earth, you the likelihood of your encountering yourself is very, very slim. But because we are multidimensional beings, our souls are multidimensional. We can be having multiple lifetimes at the same time. You might be having a lifetime on the moon. You might be having a lifetime in another galaxy or in another universe. Our souls are so large that they can do that. And when I was told by my guides a lot of these concepts, they were floating around in my head, and I was asking questions, and they started solidifying things for me. One of the things that I was asking them initially was like, well, what happened to the other soul? I'm really concerned, and yada, yada. And so as they explained that to me, and I got more comfortable that, yes, this soul had finished this lifetime, and it was on doing whatever else that needed to be done, then they explained the oversoul. But to me, they used the term Shantius Khan. And the Shantius Khan, you can imagine, is like a swirling circle of light, sound, frequency, and all of these uh, vibrations and frequencies and oscillations and light. They all weave together to form like a mesh inside this oversoul, and it contains all of the information from this and every other lifetime. So and what, when what, you so incarnate... So an oversoul mm-hmm. is the overall mm-hmm. soul of a being, is what you're saying. Correct. It is the totality of you, the totality of what makes you you. Gotcha. The true you. Because your soul in this lifetime... Well, let me explain this. When you incarnate, There's so much information there. The soul is so large that only a tiny, tiny little drop basically incarnates. And that part that stays attached to the oversoul and that starts to come down is called the higher self. And as it gets denser and denser and denser, a portion will attach to the body, which is called the soul essence. And... There's also spiritual essence that kind of flows in and out and all around the body and through the auric field. And so, in my opinion, the soul is the personality of this lifetime. So when you drop your robe, when you die, when you, you know, when you drop your meat suit, when this happens, then all of that information of the soul, all of the memories, everything you've experienced from the time that you were conceived until the time that you leave the body, all of that information goes back up into the oversoul. And all of the information from every lifetime is in the oversoul. And so you can think of your oversoul as kind of like your own personal cloud storage. 
or, um, you know, it ha and, and that's your own personal Akasha record. And so all of that information is available to us. And a lot of people now on the planet are starting to have a lot of unique spiritual experiences, and they are actually bringing in more of their higher self essence and anchoring it into their body. Because where we are right now on the in the planetary system, and where we are at this particular time um, in history, more and more energy is flooding the earth penetrating our cells, bringing in new and different light codes, and waking people up to the fact that we are all just one, that we are all spiritual beings. And so that's a long answer to a question about spirituality. But in fact, we all, because we're in this field, we're all connected. And we are all just one, and we all are an expression of source energy. That's a mouthful. Sheila Seppi's our guest. We're going to go to a quick break here, and when we come back, I'm going to ask her a question that's been pondering in the back of my head. How does this work for animals? I got a cat that loves me dear, and I've had multiple cats that love me dear. And I'm I'm very curious on her perspective on animals as far as all this goes. We'll be back. This is Radio Disclosure. Welcome back to Radio Disclosure. Sheila Seppi is our guest. I still... This this whole concept of what she's talking about is so new to me. It's so unique. I asked her before the break if animals were the same way or are we sharing souls with animals? Because I know I have cats that treat me like... Sometimes I wonder if it's a reincarnated loved one that's trying to give me affection that I needed. I know that sounds strange, but anyways, that's the question for you. I that, that's that's an interesting interesting thought that's always crossed my mind. Okay, so first off, when a soul incarnates, it can incarnate into anything that it chooses. So if a loved one chooses to incarnate as an animal, it can do that. But the reality of it is because, as I mentioned earlier, we have these creation templates. Well, first we have the blueprints, and within the blueprints, we have a variety of templates. There's a human oversoul, and there's also animal oversouls. And so like in the dogs, let's say dogs, so you have a dog oversoul. But from that one oversoul, then comes all the different breeds and all the different personalities. And all of their information, when they drop their robe, then all of their information, instead of going into like an individual Shantias Khan, like we have, actually goes into the oversoul of dogs. 
And so they have their own personalities. And yes, animals are on the other side and they will greet us when we arrive there. And so um, animals are a very, very big part of um, evolution as well. And so I do want to hit really quickly because we did talk about uh, the different types of walk-ins. And what I found in my research for the book is I, one of the things that I was hoping to accomplish was I wanted this to serve as a beacon of hope for people who are going through things very similar to what I went through as far as having the spiritual awakening, not having any footing, not knowing where to turn. I wanted this to serve as a resource guide and a source of hope. But at the same time, I also wanted it to be a platform for my story and for me to be able to find other walk-ins because I knew I wasn't the only walk-in here. I had heard about other walk-ins prior to my writing this book and releasing it last summer. I had never read a book about walk-ins ever. I wanted to keep my experience true. And so when I heard about other walk-ins and started calling them and vetting them out, because I also wanted to share their stories, and I do have the stories of 15 other walk-ins as well as eight individuals who are in the field of science and consciousness and ufology in the book as well, I wanted to find community. And to be honest, I thought that our stories would be very similar. And I was shocked and amazed to find that there are so many different types of walk-ins. And so I began to categorize the different types. And the first kind is, like I am, a soul exchange. And that means, you know, one soul exits and another soul comes in. And... Sometimes the walk-in soul will visit off and on before they inhabit the body. And so they're kind of familiar with the person's habits. In my case, that was not um, what happened. And so I lost a lot of memory. But there's also what's called a soul infusion. Now, I mentioned earlier that through prayer, meditation, and because of the awakening that's occurring on this planet, that a lot of people are pulling in more of their higher essence. Well, if you are a soul infusion, you even go past your higher self and you go directly into your Shantius Khan and you pull in more soul essence. And the next kind that I discovered was called a soul braid. And they inhabit the body, but they really, they don't attach to each other, but they're two independent souls. They will braid, but they don't solidify together. Then there's what's called a soul overlay. And this soul will come in and it literally slips over and around the other soul and it will attach to the soul. And it sort of acts as a neoprene suit. It can help to serve as a battery charger. It can meld and become one soul. It can actually hold the place and continue that life so the other soul can leave for healing or whatever it needs to do and then come back. And then another fascinating one that I 
discovered was called soul jumpers. And this is when you have a soul that comes in for a period of hours or days, weeks, months, but it's a very short period of time. And it comes in specifically to assist either with a project or if someone is getting ready to experience a horrific event, it may come in to provide extra support so that person can make it through whatever experience there is. Wow. And then there's what's called soul layering. And this is where a lot of people say, oh, this sounds like multi-personality. But it's not a multi-personality. It's actually when we have multiple aspects of our own multi-dimensional soul that comes in. And there's an event that will trigger something in their life. It could be an automobile accident or illness or whatever. And one soul aspect will come forward for a period of time and it will recede and another soul aspect will come forward. And when I first found out about this, I had to interview a lot of people because I was kind of, because my background was psychology, so I was kind of like, eh, I don't know, I need to check this out, flesh it out. But I actually found individuals who had their Ph.D. from Harvard that knew that they were a layered soul. And so many people are aware of the categories that I've talked about, but they may call it by a different name or they may understand it differently. But there's so much out there that we don't know. And the book that I wrote, even though it is a very comprehensive overview of uh, what a walk-in is, it's still an overview. There is so much yet uh, that I want to share with people and so much to learn, but, you know, I didn't want the book to be a thousand pages. <laughs> so um, there'll probably be more information that I bring out. But there are so many different types of souls that are out there, the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom even, anything that has a life force to it has a type of soul energy. Now, it may not be um, as sophisticated as ours. It may not be in the same density as ours, or um, and not dimension, but a density. So it can be very, very different. But everything on this planet uh, that is alive has consciousness. But that consciousness is purely a reflection of the source energy or of God. Interesting. That's a lot of information. And again, they can get it at your website. What's the website? SheilaSeppi.com. And spell, spell your know. last spell your last name so they know how to spell it. Sure. S E P P I. So it's S-H-E-I-L-A-S-E-P-P-I. And if people have questions or they want to get a hold of me, they can email me at Sheila at SheilaSeppi.com. Well, folks, there you have it. That, wow. And you're, you're even saying that we could be reincarnated even on a different planet as a different race of humans in a different location. Absolutely. Yes, because we are multidimensional beings, and I 
I am, I was when I was in the collective and accumulation of all of those lifetimes of Arcturian, Palladian, Mantis, Andromedan, Lyran. Wow. Well, ugh, so much information. One eight three three eight eight zero nine eight nine nine is the number. If you want to disclose something to Radio Disclosure, just follow the prompts. Go up there, press the numbers. If you want to tell us something privately, or you want to, yeah, disclose something to us. Give us a call. Want to say thank you to our international shortwave station WTWW for carrying us and all of our other local affiliates. This has been Radio Disclosure.